0: Welcome to another edition of the Golden Holes Podcast I am your host Gregory McCoy This podcast is by a fan for fans I am not a journalist I am not a reporter I am not an insider I do not work for a website The majority of my content comes from me In my opinion Other information comes from the internet Today is January 13th, 2020 And I think this is going to be my last two player highlights i'm running out of players and the self-imposed rule of with new recruits waiting one year to evaluate them or spotlight them i might revisit that um, just so i can have more content to talk about um but here we go all right first player up cedric or excuse me, Caleb Ward, 6'1", 175, wide receiver. All right, and this is what I wrote about him. Fast, good hands, athletic. Charlie Ward's son runs okay routes, needs to add weight, needs to get stronger. Um, His dad, being a former quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner, can help him evolve as a wide receiver. Um he will have to put in a all-world offseason to be a contributor on this team in 2020. No NFL comp for him. Um he redshirted last year, he didn't play. Um he's got talent. He's fast, he's athletic, he can he's shifty. Um but like I said, it's going to take a all-world effort for him to get on the field and you know beat out some of these uh, veterans and Um, Highly recruited receivers coming in With this uh, 2020 class Um, But You know Maybe he's a late bloomer like his dad So we'll just have to take the wait and see approach With that I'm pulling for this kid I really like him I like his game Um, And I can see him You know one day being a contributor On this team Um, The next guy I want to talk about he, He was already written into this episode When I found out that he got medically disqualified, but I'm still gonna highlight him anyway because he put four years into this program. And his name is uh, Cedric Wood, defensive tackle. He's 6'3", 318 pounds. And this is what I wrote about him, big, strong guy. Uh, He was stuck behind uh, Big Marv, Corey Durden, and Robert Cooper. This guy can play, shares blocks well. He's athletic for a big man. This guy will need an all-world effort to get into the defensive tackle rotation. Um, getting stronger never hurts any player. Also, getting into the film room never hurts any player. This guy can help Florida State. His, uh, he's a fifth-year senior. No NFL comparison for him. Like I said before, he was medically disqualified. He had a hand injury. He said it could have ended his life. So um, I don't know if that's the reason why he was medically disqualified But that news came down on Let's see January 10th I believe Last Friday So good luck to the guy Um, I still wanted to highlight him because he was written into this episode And um, moving on to the next segment which is going to be state of the program, Florida State. Um, Not good. Norvell has a lot of work to do mentally and physically on his team. Most of your big-time programs have already wrapped up their 2020 recruiting and are on to the 2021 uh, recruiting cycle. Florida State still hasn't finished this current cycle. And we still have questions at tackle, offensive tackle, defensive end, and quarterback. It's safe to say that this is a work in progress situation. Um and I can't really fault Mike Norvell for um the current recruiting situation. He's just gonna have to, you know, make the best of it. Um you know hopefully we can get some more offensive linemen in, in. That can, uh, you know, get this offensive line at least to an ACC level. I don't feel like we're at an a- ACC level right now. Um, so, I mean, you just you got to bring in a bunch of guys, man. Whether it's JUCO, grad transfer, um, high school recruiting, whatever. Um, this is like the focal point of this team right now. I feel like. Other than quarterback and defensive end, we're pretty good at every position. Um, We probably are going to have to add another tight end because Trey McKitty left last Friday. So we're going to have to add another tight end. um, Because he does use his tight tight ends a lot in his offense. So um, we'll see what happens. Moving on to the next segment, which is going to be who out of our three main rivals, Clemson, Florida, and Miami, who do we have the chance of ending the losing streak against first? Alright, so Clemson, no, they're too far ahead and Florida State is not closing the gap anytime soon. It will take years to catch them, not months. Florida Gators? Maybe. If this staff can put a competent team on the field, beating Florida is def, uh definitely a possibility. Okay, Miami? Most definitely. I feel like if Blackman would have played in the game this past season, we would probably beat Miami. I think old Willie Taggart wanted to lose that game. I think he wanted to get fired. I just, I don't think he wanted to be at Florida State anymore. Um, Miami closed out the year with a loss, losses to FIU, Duke, and Louisiana Tech. Um, we got a better coach. Um, so I think we can get two out of three next year. Um, we can't go on three for a third year in a row. We just can't do that. Um, we're not being Clemson, like I've already stated. Florida and Miami are definitely on the table, I feel. Um, we got to fix all. I keep saying this in like every podcast. We got to fix that offensive line. We cannot go into this next season, you know, with, with below average offensive linemen. Um, so that's gonna do it for that set that segment. Let's move on to the next one, which is uh, about the running game. Who's gonna be our starter at running back? I'm hoping that we get Duwan Edwards, Duwan Edwards out of Georgia. I think Anthony Grant is coming back. Kalen Laborn and Jashawn Corbin are coming off surgery and may need more time to heal. Sheffield and Ward are unproven, but show glimpses of being you know, serviceable running backs in the Sun Bowl. Adding a JUCO here would help Florida State a lot. And if I'm guessing, uh, Laborn might be the guy, if healthy, with Grant and Corbin being the top contributors. If Sheffield and Ward step it up big time, uh, Norvell should give them a look. All right, so you got some running backs on this roster, but... My only question is, who you, who's going to be the go-to guy? That's what we need to know. Who's going to be the go-to guy? You know, I, I think if you get DeWan Edwards out of Georgia and he comes in and shows you, you know, if he's even with any of these guys that you are projecting to be a starter, he's got to start. And then I would let Grant, LeBorn, and Corbin battle it out for You know second reps Uh, We just need a guy to be the bell cow Um, So that's going to do it for that segment Let's move on to the next segment segment, Which is going to be Kyle Myers He's transferring Found that out last Friday also And I was wondering what happened to this guy He was okay DB Um, Not great He made plays here and there But mostly he was He got burnt, and um, I wish this guy all the luck in the world, man. I consider him, I don't consider him a major loss. Uh, We're pretty much stacked at the defensive back position. Um, I just thought he was worth mentioning because he had put basically uh, three years into this program, and, you know, anytime a guy or kid, whatever you want to call him, puts that kind of time into Florida State, he's, he's worth the mention. I mean, he played in some games for us. He made some 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 interceptions here and there. So, um, wherever he goes, I wish him luck. I hope he makes it to the next level. And I hope he does well for himself. Um, moving on. I seen the strength and conditioning hype video with Norvell and the team. I hope lifting weights is a part of this. Because we look like a JV team. Um... Compared to other ACC teams, I can't stress how important this aspect of the program is. This this will help us get back to elite status. Um, I don't know what's been happening like the last five years, but our strength and our strength and conditioning program is like non-existent. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you like I've said in previous episodes, man. You know, some of these top teams out here, they just look like they just you know, they got a robot factory and they just create these guys. Like they make these guys on video games or something. Um, but with this new guy, he's got all these certifications and degrees. So hopefully he can get us back to uh, where we once was. That was that would be Josh Storms, a strength and conditioning coach. So let's hope he can get it done, man. All right. Next up. Looking at the national championship. All right. To me, this is going to be a key matchup. Thaddeus Moss versus Isaiah Simmons. Um, That uh, Isaiah Simmons is the better athlete, but Thaddeus Moss can play. So if Simmons is on Moss, I like everything. I think everything else should be open. Like I said before. LSU run the football keep Trevor Lawrence on the sideline score sevens not threes Clemson get three and outs and score at will Divinity will play in this game so that's a added pass rusher For LSU to contain Trevor Lawrence Um this is gonna be a great game man You got like the individual matchups in this game are gonna be crazy Um You know, I want to see Stingley and Dalpit go up against Ross and Higgins and, you know, Terrell against, uh, I forget the uh, LSU receiver's name, but he's a really good receiver. And it's just going to be a great game, man. You got NFL talent all over this field, man. It's going to be a really great game. All right, next, I wanted to talk about the honeymoon phase with Mike Norvell. Everybody's in love with Norvell at the moment. He's put together a great staff quotation marks. Remember 2 years ago, they and you were saying the same thing about Willie and his staff. Um questions. Who's who's going to be Florida State's quarterback? Qu- quarterback. Who's your offensive tackle's going to be? Who's your running back going to be? Um now Florida State needs another tight end. Where did we find him at? The real questions about this roster have not been answered. So I approach this with a degree of realism and patience. This roster should be fully formed by June. Then we will know what we have. So. Gotta be patient. Let the man build a roster. We know he can coach. And I'm gonna preach patience. Don't put... You know, undo expectations on his staff just yet. Let them, let them get some guys in, and let's see what they can do. All right, moving on to the next segment, which is going to be the top ten Power Five teams that will never make the college football playoff. All right, number ten, Oregon State. Number nine, Wake Forest. Number eight, Northwestern. Number seven, Iowa State. Number six, Kansas State. Number five, Kansas. Number four, Duke. Number three, Indiana. Number two, Rutgers. And number one is going to go to Vanderbilt. These schools are never going to make it to the college football playoff like I said you got the, they're all from um, most of them are from different conferences so I I would bet anything that if one of these teams go undefeated they're not getting in there's no way no way <laughs> it's not happening um so that's going to end today's episode i hope you enjoyed it um if you're listening on uh youtube Please go down to the description and click on one of the links and subscribe. If you like this podcast, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. And as always, go knows.